So first and foremost, shout out to uh, Mansion House for allowing us to uh, to come and shoot this here. Um, Mansion House, you know, it's uh, <laughs> we go way back. Um, used to come party here probably my uh, yeah my early twenties um, when I would come back and visit Niagara, and then uh, when uh, when I came home to Niagara in my later twenties, uh, yeah, me and my boys would always come out here and stuff. And uh, they actually recently renovated the uh, the entire bar side, so I don't know if you uh, you got a chance to look over there, but it looks amazing the glow the lighting alone just kind of yeah. like makes you want to go there a hundred percent it's a little bit more upscale now um i know that they have a uh, a chef that trained at a michelin starred restaurant and Ooh. uh yeah trust me the food here is phenomenal bro <laughs> so good one of the best steaks in niagara so interesting yeah interesting. it's only like 44 bucks something That's like that so it's not bad man for a really good steak I'll so take where that are we located day. uh we're located just on james street so just off of uh st paul so downtown st Catharines. if uh if anyone's partied in st Catharines, they've probably probably partied on St. Paul. So, yeah. um, so if you're passing through here, if you're in, if you're in St. Catharines for some reason, stop here for some food. Yeah. hundred percent. Stop and grab some food, say what up to AJ and uh, our girl Sydney behind the bar and uh, yeah, have some fun. For sure, for sure. So, what did you uh, order for drink? Uh, I got an espresso martini. I know you just grabbed a beer, but espresso uh, martini. Yeah, espresso martini, man. Yeah, martini. Yeah, I gotta wake myself up a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, the Brocadian drinks actually martinis. Oh, intriguing. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, when he uh, when he comes to town, we'll make sure that we uh, we bring him out here. Yeah, for sure. If they got really good martinis, he'd probably be happy about that. Hundred percent, man. First round's on me. Awesome. <laughs> just the first. Just the first. Day. Yeah, we can do the first three. We can do the first three for the trip out here. Yeah, inflation is kind of going down, so we'll, we'll be good. Um, a little bit, a little bit. So yeah, so what is this place like? Well, at nighttime, <clears throat> is it just a bar or is it? So it depends on the night, pub? right? Like, oh, here they come! Amazing. Oof. Oh, that looks so good. That looks fancy. Amazing. Thank you so much. Fancy, Sydney. fancy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers, brother. And cheers. Cheers to episode one, man. Episode one of the Hustle Fun Project. Thanks for coming on, Josh. Appreciate you having me. So I haven't thought too much about this podcast. I just wanted to kind of just start it. But basically the point of the podcast is to basically build traction behind the, the idea of hustling, basically. And a lot of people don't realize what hustlers do. And like it's working more than just an eight hour day. It's working 14 hours, 16 hours days. And people who work those days, it's very lonely. So nobody gets to hear your story. So I want to bring people on hear their stories, hear what they've done with their life and where they're at today. Yeah. And I think, I think that even just speaks about like entrepreneurship in general too, yeah, right? Sure. Where people don't understand what entrepreneurship is, where entrepreneurship is literally hustle embodied, right? I hear so many people that are like, Oh, like I started selling creams and now an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I'm selling like these beauty products, which I will say though, some of them, absolutely. They are hustlers. They are entrepreneurs. Through and through. And that's the thing. There's also nothing wrong with doing that stuff, too, is kind of like a side hustle. For sure. Right? Um, but if you want to supplement your entire lifestyle and your income through something like that, you better believe that you will likely be working more than you were working for whoever, whatever job that you had prior to doing that. 100%. Right? Where, you know, that eight hour day goes out the window because you're kind of at the back, especially if it's in a sales job. Right? You're kind of at the beck and call of your clients, your customers and all that kind of stuff, too. Um, until you get to a certain level, then you can kind of start setting boundaries and stuff. Um, but you know, in the early days in the early stages, you really, if you want to, you know, explode at a quick rate, as opposed to have that slow burn where you build up. Um, I think you kind of need to just say, 
the eight hours and all that kind of stuff, it just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just get, that's your expectation. Honestly, like I don't even watch time anymore. Like, I don't know why people, I don't like, I, I, it's kind of weird if I track my time. Um, because I sometimes like I'll work for three hours in a day and then some days I'll be working 17 hours or I'll get super motivated at nighttime. I find I'm a night owl and I'll just get into my branding stuff at nighttime and rebrand my whole business at 2 a.m. And that's my work. And then I'm sleeping till 4 p.m. People don't realize that's what entrepreneurs do. You're not just some college dropout screwing around. Like that's what business is is like. You have to take advantage of your dreams and your passion. Like when it pops up, like ideas aren't always there. So when you get that idea, run with it and actually- yeah, insp- inspiration comes from weird places too, right? And like, I, I do find like my best content creation and content ideas usually come after 11 p.m. where I have less distractions from, you know, other people messaging me and like all that kind of stuff where yes, you can you can turn your phone off and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, where I still have the ability to, let's say, go on those social media apps and use other people's content to kind of just get my gears going a little bit. But it's not like I'm getting you know, five DMs in a period of 20 minutes. Oh, for sure. And it's just like, yeah, they pop up on your screen and you see them, you want to respond, right? And like people see that you're online, especially as a business, we don't turn off, you know, uh, people's ability to see when we were last active, right? Mm-hmm. So they see active now and then you're not <laughs> responding. Like you, you kind of look like a deck, right? So you try to shy away from that and you try to actually respond, so. Yeah, like you have to, you have to like, there's mental shutoffs, like as you grow, like right now I'm at a point where it's like, I used to be like, go, 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 doing everything, everything, everything. And I realized I have to shut off. Like, even though an Instagram notification comes in, I can't be answering that because it'll distract me for 10 to 30 minutes. And my yeah. main task was a meeting. And next thing you know, like I'm 30 <laughs> minutes late for a meeting because I was DMing somebody who I have this major opportunity with. I'm like, yeah. so into that message where now like virtual assistants will just set up an appointment. So yeah. it's all focused. You can't, if you're, if you're not time blocking and you're not actually focusing your time properly, you're going to be so distracted and just jumping from thing to thing to thing yeah. to thing. Um, I know we, we kind of, we went off on a bit of a tangent there. So before we do so, why don't we go ahead and kind of tell the audience who you are and kind of what your business model is and how you got into it. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I am Josh Perry uh, at sold with Josh Perry on Instagram. Um, well, every social media platform actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been in real estate. So we're yeah, it's August 31st today. So just uh, this would have been my 18th month. So months. yeah, year and a half is what we're looking at right now. Yeah, COVID baby. Oh my gosh. Yeah, starting a business during COVID. It was uh it was a nerve-wracking experience, man. Um but I'm I'm one of those people where uh I kind of I just I go all in with mm-hmm. everything that I do. Um you know, whether it's the way that uh the way that I run my business, the way that I, you know, um when I was an athlete, I would go all in. Like I I never played football before and uh I stopped playing basketball. I was just like, you know what? I gotta find a new way to get a scholarship to university. So uh okay, football it is. And I went all in with that, <laughs> right? Um and that's that's just my personality. The hustler right? mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Um and it's just, you know, whatever you choose, if you if you if you really want it and uh, that's that's something that you're dedicated to, show your dedication through your work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh been in real estate for yeah, just about a year and a half right now. Um, and, uh, loving every second of it, man. It, there's a lot of stuff where it's, it's an absolute shit show, man. Mm-hmm. But, so ups and downs, like yeah. you can go from like being super excited to like crying and not wanting to leave your yeah, man. It, space. And, and one thing that like, I've also, I've also struggled with a lot, 
over the last, let's say, you know, six months where business has definitely slowed. Like I'm not going to front. It definitely has slowed. Right. Um, is even just like imposter syndrome. Right. Mm -hmm. Where, I mean, in my first 10 months in the industry, so basically 2021, <clears throat> I did 14 deals, right? And it was just like, it was just this explosive growth. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the beginning of this year popped off eight in the first, <clears throat> sorry, eight in the first three months, right? And it was just like, wow, it yeah. was, it was insane, right? And then it kind of just slowed just very right rapidly. Off? Well, you know, it's a couple of trickled in since, but it's just, it's slowed. And it's kind of that transition where, you know, I said, okay, listen, if business is going to be a little bit slower, that's fine. Um, because if you don't have the pipeline pre-built, you, you got to start working on building it, which is all things that I'm doing. But, um, you know, I also decided to kind of start other ventures and stuff too, where it's not distracting. It's just kind of building out different avenues of my business, right? Like the housing cooperative. We just had a networking event at the mansion house, actually, um, in, uh, in uh, the beginning of uh, of beginning of August, and you know that was we had like sixty people out. So mm -hmm. um, you know, just seeing different ways to kind of build up your brand and all that kind of stuff, just finding different avenues has been uh, has been kind of my focus. Um, where it's a slower burn, but that's okay with me as long as it's still building my brand and building recognition. Where um, you know, people, people will recognize who Josh Perry is, then that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with having some slower months building that up. So you, um, you said you've done about 24, 25 deals in the past, like 18 months of being in the business rough. Where do you find you're getting these deals from being so new into the business? Is it people like referrals, word of mouth? Like how is that business coming to you? A really good mixture of everything, to be honest. Like I've gotten, I think I've gotten four or five through social media. Um, I've got a pretty high number. Yeah. It's not bad, man. And, and like, I'm really thrilled with that number to be honest. Right. Cause I see other people where, um, you know, they have, you know, 3000 followers on Instagram. I'm, I think I'm under 1400. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just like, they, they're like, yeah, I've gotten one. Right. But it's just like, it's how you're utilizing. Yeah. Like you understand social. I would say you're like boatloads ahead of most people because mm -hmm. you understand marketing. You're comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. And you're putting yourself out there. Um, like, are these people, people, you know, already or nope. brand new people, brand new people. And like, what type of deals are you doing for them? Uh, so I had one where it was just kind of, well, funnily enough, I actually had one that, um, <clears throat> they started following me on social media because I had actually done some filming of other content at their property. Oh, wow. The year before. Um, and then they reached out early this year, um, and just said, you know, there's due to some circumstances, uh, I need to buy a new place. You so did such a good job at listing that property. Well, no, I hadn't even listed it. How I was, I was, so they had a, they had a business at the property. I'm just, I'm not going to say too much to, uh, so I don't want to expose who it is, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, so they, uh, they had a business at the property. I was filming at their business at the property just for some other marketing that I was doing. Um, and then they, they just followed me on social media after that day, saw my content, loved what I was doing. And then next thing you know, uh, they reached out through social media and bada boom, bada bing. People don't deal. realize becoming the mayor of your community and staying top of mind, posting every single day, you did something free for them. Why would I do a free video for anybody? Mm -hmm. What's the payback for me? Yeah. How long did it take you before you saw that? Uh, so that would have been August of last year to... March of this year. So it's a bit of a gamble. You're not going to get yeah. that every single time. No, but. absolutely not. Right. And, and that's, the, and this is the thing too. I also don't go into those experiences hoping for that. I, well, sure. okay. No, let me correct that. I hope for that, 
but I don't expect it, exactly. right? Where it's, you know, you really hope that you will get something from it eventually. And it's like, you know, and even if it's from the video that you shoot there, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you're just promoting, you know, their business, what they got going on, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, you hopefully, and that's the thing too. I also equally hope that I'm bringing them business, right? They were kind enough to let me come film at their property, you know, show it off, get some cool shots, For right? Sure. You know, where they, they own these really cool businesses and stuff and people allow you to come in and film. You really do want to drive them some traffic because, you know, they did that out of the kindness of their heart. Like I want to give back to them as well. For right. Sure. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's just a matter of, I mean, yeah, like I said, right. Or like you were saying, right. It's, it's a matter of how long will that take to, to come to fruition? I mean, sometimes it's years too, right. And not that I've been in it for if years. If you're a but, really good pushy, not pushy salesperson, yeah. but you're a little bit more of a motivating salesperson, I guess you'd say motivational salesperson and it's the right time. People will trust you. That's the biggest thing is you want to become a trusted professional in your field where yes. if you're telling them right now is the time to invest in the next six weeks, they have to invest then they're going to trust you and they're going to do so. Um, if it's going to be six months from now, they're going to wait. And I feel like they're going to trust you. If you told them to buy and you screwed them over, yeah, they're never going to use you again. They're not going to refer any business. But what if they have friends that buy tens of houses a year? It's you're true. In, you're in the investment field. It's true. Right. And like, that's where even doing leases and stuff too. Right. Um, I mean, I've had, I did a lease for someone and then their, uh, their parents were selling their house. Right. And then they, uh, they reached out. Um, it wasn't the right time for them to actually sell. So we're holding off, but it was, you know, it was an opportunity to at least get in the door. And when they do go to sell, they'll come to me. Right. And that's where it's, you build that relationship with, you know, you did such a good job on something as small as a lease. Like, you know, you make a thousand bucks, make 1200 bucks. Right. It's, it's, it's not a huge amount in the grand scheme of things. However, down the line, what it can potentially lead to can become, you know, so much more. Right. And that's, that's the kind of mindset that you have to have. So before real estate, what got you into the business model? What got you motivated and interested in real estate then? So interested in real estate. Um, I mean, multiple people, biggest one being Andrew Perry. So shout out to Andrew Perry for that. Um, was, uh, yeah, that was, I, I mean, he got into it, what, five, five years, years ago? ago? Yeah. Um, and literally the moment he got into it, he so was just like... Watching? Was he posting all the time? I wasn't following him then. Yeah, so he was posting pretty consistently. He He's always been about the social media. That's okay. that's that's just facts. Andrew Andrew's a social media guy, awesome. right? That's his thing. But um, yeah, he, uh, he was always posting, but it wasn't even just like he was always posting. Uh, he would literally go and he would, to motivate me, Again, he would just, he would send me pictures of his checks and yeah. he'd just be like, Josh, like yeah. you should, you should be doing this because you would make way more than Those me. types of people it works on. It's not yeah. flexing. It's like, no. dude, like this is real. Yeah, you could do this. Exactly. And it, it was, it, and it, that's exactly what it was. It was a reality check. <laughs> literally. Fun, right. It was a reality check. And it was literally saying, Josh, like you could be making this money where I was making peanuts. Like yeah. I literally had just moved back into the area. I was working. What was I doing at the time? And I, I was probably in retail at the time. Oh my God. Like, yeah, and yeah. And I was working like part time at two or three so different So you saw like $1,600 checks like weekly. I'm every other week. Bi-weekly. Almost, yeah. yeah, man. So to see something like that, it was probably like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. That's what it's like. Okay. Interesting. Right. So it peaked my interest but then i was just like oh, i hate school man i do i hate school yeah, i'm not yeah, i'm yeah. not good at school you take you got you make me do tests i suck but you make me do a presentation i'll, I'll knock i'll it. knock your yeah. socks off right and that's where it's just like it's all online 
and it's literally like it's multiple choice. Oh my god, buddy, I'm so ADHD. Like multiple choice the, scares I, me. I, I, I bought into the first course and I haven't yeah. started it just because like it's too much work. Yeah, but like I'm good at business, so like oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell, how'd you get through it? Um, oh, a lot of swearing, a lot of like <laughs> anger, a lot of just like you know, calling people and just saying I'm done and just having, you know, good people in my corner that were just like, shut up, open your book again and get back to studying. Right. And it was just, um, I actually like, that's the thing I I actually failed. So I failed the third course four times. Oh, wow. Where if you fail once, you just have to pay 50 bucks and restart. Um, and, or just do the exam again. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you fail twice, then you have to pay for the whole course again. And the third course is actually two courses. So it was like a thousand fifty dollars or sorry, eleven hundred bucks or something, right? Um, so the first time that I failed it twice, I literally said "fuck this" and I stopped. Mm-hmm. And that was like twenty eighteen. Okay. And then I I didn't go back to it until literally the last day that you could sign up to do it through Aurea as opposed to Humber. I signed back up because I was like, I'm definitely not going back to Apparently college. Aurea is a lot easier. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's debatable, right? Because yeah. you can actually do you can do it at Humber in person. So, did they do live streaming like tests? Do they watch you? Like, yeah, yeah. Tests? Well, so that's the thing. When I first started, when I did it the first time, it was literally supposed to be, or it was in person tests, okay. right? And then um, COVID hit, and this is where so <laughs> this is where it got funny. <laughs> <clears throat> I had basically I had already failed the third course, okay, and then I was just like, uh, fuck. Here we go again. Like I was getting flashbacks, man. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I gotta, I gotta start. I gotta start. I gotta get back to it. Right. Like I need to be able to take this test, but they had no way of taking tests. And it went on for like, I'm talking like 60 days of just being in this like purgatory mm-hmm. where I had no clue. Should I be starting a different, like, should I be doing my mortgage broker's license? Should I be doing something <laughs> else? Really? Right. Just to get into, well, to get into the industry. Yeah. Right. And it was just like, just something to get my, you know, my feet wet. But so did you almost have that quitters moment of like, oh, I'm 100%. Done this. Well, this is the thing. There was no way for me to take the test. So, like, I didn't even know if I could. Yeah. Right. And that's where it's just like, Aria literally. So, I literally sent like the board of directors of Aria <laughs> an email and I said, okay, listen, guys, there's this thing called proctoring. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, a, here's a list of the top 12 proctoring sites. Call them. Let me get back on my shit. Cause if not, like I'm leaving, like I, and I, I was at that point where I was just like, I was so done, mm-hmm. but I needed to like, I, w- I needed to either move forward or I need to move on to something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was, I was at a point where I was just like, you know what? I need to be in the industry somehow. So it's either you guys figure it out or I'm moving on. Right. And then finally, like, I think it was like two weeks after I sent that email, they finally were like, yeah, so we've had a pro Obviously, it wasn't even one of the top 12 that I sent them, but whatever. Um, so they ended up finally finding a proctoring site. And then, yeah, we did it through uh, through a proctoring site where literally, like, you'd have to take, like, a video, or, like, around your computer, like, your whole surroundings and stuff. So um, it was a little bit... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it was a little bit intimidating, but uh, we got through it. Do they watch you, though, like, as you're writing it? I mean, there's someone watching, but, like, are they watching 12 people on their screen? I don't know. Yeah, they're um, sitting in a Zoom call. You know what I mean? Well, it's not a Zoom call, but, like, you you can't see them, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, like... That's kind of... Yeah, it's I a little daunting. to know if someone's watching it's me. A, it's a little daunting. It's a little daunting, but that's where it's just, like, I don't know if they, like, are literally watching, you know, 20 other people at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It was, Did you have a Josh Twin? A Josh twin? Like to come in and... Oh, to come in and do it for me? Uh, No. I I somehow finally mustered up 
you know what? Honestly, I, there's part of me that thinks they just passed me on the third one. Yeah, they're just like, like this guy. They're like this guy's money. done it five times. Um, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna let him learn in the field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this fight, like yeah, whatever. There's fifty thousand of them. What's well, that's more? the thing too. Is like the third course, like it's mostly like the law stuff, right? Where it's like you know, it's just it's super dry, super dry. <laughs> All the boring stuff. But it's also the stuff that you literally pay a lawyer to know. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so. Finishing school now. Yes. How much of it was important? <laughs> oh boy. Like, do uh, you pay somebody else to do that stuff now? Or is it like free? Somebody at the office does it for you now? Well, so I mean, okay. There is I'm a, assuming you're not a paperwork person. No, oh God. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, yes, you do You do need to know that you did learn through ARIA. So um, yes, there's valuable information, but there's also so much that was just like filler. You know, where at the end of the day, um, yeah, you do pay the lawyers to know that stuff. You pay the mortgage brokers to know that stuff. Not saying that you shouldn't have a basic knowledge because that always helps where when your clients have basic questions and stuff, you're not saying, yeah, let me get back to you. Right. Where it's just like they already feel like they have an answer and you literally have no answer going to them. They're just like, yo, this guy's kind of an idiot. Right. But um, yeah, there, there was a lot of good information, but there was definitely equally as much information that you did not need to know. So you told me you owned a business before this. What was that promotional business and how did that sort of fade out? Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> so I went to Laurier um, okay. and uh, I went in uh, playing football um, and basically uh, I just started there um, and very quickly realized I was more so there for, my football experience than I was for the school experience. Again, I hate school. Okay. It's always been that way. Um, but that's where I just kind of realized, you know what, I need to, um, I need to switch, uh, switch, switch it up a little bit. So I actually technically just stopped going to classes. Um, and then I just started going out all the time. (laughs) I like, I'm talking six days a week. Like I literally, I put garbage bags over my windows so that I could sleep in longer <laughs> in the day. Like it was bad. But anyways, um, this is the thing. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chatty guy. I like to talk. I meet people. I go out. Um, and yeah, like I was very quickly like realizing like I would wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 30, 40 new contacts on my phone. Holy right. And it was like, but that was like yeah. every single night. What type of people were these? Just people out like at the clubs, students like, yeah, like students, yeah. Fe- well, fellow students, you yeah. know, the actual students. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had an advantage because I would go out six days a week. So I would meet way more people. It was just mass. Right. And that's the thing. You do anything in mass, you will likely. Well, OK, if you have a super concentrated person doing something, they can do it a little bit better. But I just met a ton of different people. Anyways, so much opportunity. And that's the thing, too. I was also, you know. I was already known from, you know, kind of just, you know, being in the football crowd and like, you know, knowing people through that and all that kind of stuff and just being in that scene. But then I also, um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a different looking dude. You know, I had, a, I, I used to have 14 inches of hair, so I had a massive afro. <laughs> Pop a photo right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can pull up, uh, you want me to pull up a photo or do you want to just like pop it into the podcast? Beatrice, stuff? can you pop it in right now? Okay. Yeah. We will send it to you, Beatrice, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up so that you can see it at least. I need to Uh, see this. I think, is it anything like Andrew's team photos? Like, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty similar, but longer. Yeah. Like Uh, that right there on a billboard. Yeah. It's noticeable. Do people comment on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. No, like this is the thing. So I also, I also didn't go by Josh back then. I went by my last name. I went by Perry and I did that strategically. Cause I was like, okay, how many Josh's that does every single Everybody, person know? Yeah, Everyone know, knows at least three, three usually, yeah. right? 
but not everyone knows a Perry, let yeah. alone a black Perry <laughs> with a huge Afro <laughs> and a laugh that sounds like a clown yeah. or Elmo. I can hear you across this bar. <laughs> Right. So, um, so yeah. Okay. That one, I'm looking a little too faded, but, uh, give me one second here. Uh, <laughs> a little too faded. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, here we go. So this is actually a fellow realtor, Ethan from Waterloo. Oh yeah. my goodness. But like, you, you know, look like a sports player and you literally like you're oh, on the football field. And then, and literally I also, I, I would do that in every single photo. So it was my signature pose. It was called the Perry yeah. pose. Yeah. And like people would know anytime they come to a photo of Perry, you throw up the Perry pose. <laughs> So and it's that one. That one is. Is it? Did you take any ideas from that football player with the like? I, for, I forget. Oh, like he takes the helmet off and like just lush. No slow-mo shot. No, no, oh. no. I just I I always love my hair, man. Like, and that's the thing. Like, okay, but here we'll we'll go, we'll come back to it. But yeah, literally, I was just I had a very you know different look, so I knew that people would remember me. And like, whenever I go to the bar, everyone did, mm-hmm. right? So then. Um, after the school year finished and then I basically, I stayed for a summer, just like I was working kind of like random jobs, whatever. And then, uh, my one buddy that was actually on the rugby team, but had just graduated, he was going to be staying and managing a bar. And it got to him that like, I was going to be moving back to, uh, back to Niagara. And, uh, he, he calls me, he's just like, dude, don't move back. Start a promotional company, promote my bar. I'm just like, what type of promotional company? Like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, dude, what year was this? Well, this was after my first year, but like I literally stayed during the summer, okay. right? Just worked random jobs. Um, and then he was security and stuff. And but like promo company, what year would it have been? Like oh, 2013, 20, okay. 2012. So video wasn't huge. No, no. So BBM was what, huge. What was from BBM? That's, that's how far back this Blackberry was. Yeah, Messenger. BBM, baby. Headline. Yeah. Yeah. And that's BBM's headquarters too, Waterloo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um yeah so that's that's how far back like okay. if i showed you my logo for my promotional company you'd literally be <laughs> I like see it. oh god um uh, let me see you still have access to it i i can de- okay let me see here um hybrid promo so i named it hybrid promo um because i'm half black half white so i'm a hybrid, so hybrid. and i'm the best of both worlds okay <laughs> This is just this is just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. Um, what did you guys do? Like hats and no, 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 man. Literally, this was way back in the day. Like man. you're like, a promoter. Yeah, I was a promoter like a of club, club events. Promoter. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So literally, what I did um, is I basically I just hired a bunch. That's of, dope. Yeah, I just hired a bunch of people that uh, you know I I felt had a little bit of pull in some way, whether you um, you were an athlete and you just had a little bit of pull over the, the university crowd uh, as they do, or, you know, you were someone that uh, you were a, you know, a very uh, beautiful person. We'll put it that way mm-hmm. um, where, you know, people, people would watch your stories and they're like, Oh, they're going there. Guess I'm going. What stories back then? Well, how are people stories? Not well, yeah, Snapchat stories, man. Snapchat yeah, Snapchat stories. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snapchat just stories just coming out. Yeah. So snap snap was where people would be watching. Okay. Yeah. And that's in like even Facebook or Facebook uh, statuses and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, going to the Dallas updates, tonight. Oh, my gosh. Going to Phil's, you know, like whatever. Right. So like I, I, that takes me back now. Snapchat is the creator of stories. If you guys did not know this, because a lot of you guys who are watching this podcast, social media stories were created by Snapchat and they weren't for business use. And they're now within every single app. Like Instagram has them. Facebook has them. LinkedIn has them. Mm-hmm. TikTok has stories everywhere. Everywhere has stories. It's just a 24 stories are a staple. It's Story- like a vlog almost of your day-to-day 100%. life. Stories are a staple. So when I see so many people drive me nuts with this, when they're posting like an update on a reel, 
do that on your stories. That's what yeah, stories yeah. is meant for. Absolutely. Okay, so we're back here, and uh, Josh is trying to. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to figure, figure out, out how, how to use a beer bottle. opener, guys. <laughs> I'm used to using lighters, you know. Fuck. <laughs> so uh, what do we got here? Yeah, what what do we what do we have here, Sydney? Okay, so this is the beer sour from Merritt Street Brewery. Okay, it's based out of Hamilton. Yeah, and this particular one that you're drinking. Has notes of cherry, banana, lime, and vanilla. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. No yeah. problem. Awesome. Awesome. Let me uh, let me give you a little pour here, bro. And uh, shout out to uh, Merritt Brewing out of Hamilton. Uh, it's M E R I T, not not no double R or double T. I'm pretty sure they did a bunch of stuff during COVID. They're giving back, giving to the community, giving beer to the nurses. I'm pretty sure that was that company. Uh, I won't lie. I literally just followed them on Instagram, so I'm not sure. You're not sure. But uh, they do they have get- a big following? Uh, I didn't even check. I just gave him the follow, man. Just gave him the follow. Okay, well, we're going to review your... What is this? What's this called? Uh, Waves. What's the, What type of liqueur? Is it a liqueur? Oh, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's a beer. Yeah, it's a sour, man. It's a beer. You didn't, you didn't listen to Sydney? I wasn't listening Come on, to Sydney. Man. Yeah, you weren't listening <laughs> to Sydney. Can I see the all. bottle? Yeah, of course you can. There so you this go. is a beer. Yes, sir. Cheers, brother. This isn't a beer. Oh, it's a strong beer. Strong beer, sour beer, it's whatever. It's a strong beer. It's a good beer. It's a Ooh. great beer. Wow. That's like very... Ooh. I'm going to a club. Mm-mm-mm. That is fantastic. Shout out to Merit for real. For real. That is freaking fantastic. Folks. Waves by Merit. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. It tastes like something that you'd call yes. waves. Yeah, fair enough, man. I, I get that. I get that a lot. Like I would drink this beer at a rave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not drinking regular beer at a no, wave, no, no, rave no. anymore. No, 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 no. This is like that shocking. Yo, you're on a wave at a rave, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're on a wave. You're definitely going to be on a wave, a wave at a rave. <laughs> there you go. Try it out, guys. Merit Brewing. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, before we ended this, I was asking you, so the investment team, tell me about, about the investment team. What is it? Who is Orange List? What is this all? Yeah. So uh, the investment team is uh, is headed up by Eric Cleary and okay. Brian Droppert. Uh, Brian is actually down in Florida setting up our, uh, well, their Orange List office down in Florida. So um, they're in Sarasota, which fun fact, fastest growing city in North America. At least it was last year. Did they think but about that when they decided or? I believe so. But honestly, I don't know myself. But uh, that's something you can ask Eric on his episode. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, so Brian's down there. Eric's still up here running the Orange Just office here um, and also running the investment team here as well. So we we run our team out of the, uh, the Orange Just office. Um, there's myself, Eric, uh, Rob Vatisse and Cole Curtis um, on the investment team. Uh, just the four of us as of right now. Um, it's a fun little atmosphere. A little you guys are all avid content creators, I would say, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the some of them you gotta, you know, you gotta give them a little kick every once in a while, but you know, they they get on board. It's pretty <laughs> wild on some shoot days, I'd have to say. Yes. What's yeah. the funnest thing we've done on a shoot? Would you say? Oh man, that's tough. I don't think we've actually shared it yet. And I, I think I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? We might have to insert a little clip of. Uh, of me spraying some champagne. Yeah, funneling the champagne. Yeah, yeah, funneling the champagne out of a investment team folder. That that was probably the most fun, to be honest. Would you really, if, if you told your 12-year-old or 15-year-old self that at, <laughs> at, at, you'd be drinking beer out of, or drinking champagne out of a folder, out of a branded folder, in front of your workplace, <sighs> would you believe it? 
I mean, honestly, maybe. <laughs> you expected this? You expected well, a wild life for yourself? Well, I mean, I've always been a little nutty, but like, not not to that extent. That's a, that's a funny thing. I actually, so I I grew up in a very Christian household. Okay. Um. So and I went to like private Christian schools. Interesting. Um, not to say that there wasn't you know drinking and drugs and all that kind of stuff that uh, that happened back then, but uh, not for me at all though. No, no. <laughs> I uh, I didn't have my uh, well. Okay. I did. I, I'll admit. Yeah, I, I, I had my first drink when I was when I was not nineteen, but uh, it was on my grade twelve grad trip. Really? So, uh, yeah, you were that, that was late. That was my first drink ever. What? Yeah, man. Grade twelve. Yeah, grade twelve grad trip. Yeah. What? I, no, no. <laughs> sorry, like sorry summer, mom and dad. Sorry, mom no and dad. No summer excerpts with the friends, like stealing no. alcohol from your family, no. mixing it all. No, up I was always too thing. scared, man. Interesting. Do yeah. your friends do that sort of? Yeah, some of them, but like, no, remember I, that. Goody two shoes. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, a, I was a goody two shoes man. Wow. Um, now I'm on a podcast drinking sour beers. So, you know, life changes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think I've seen photos of you on a horse. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were uh, a good Christian kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding horses. I actually, well, I was born in Texas. I'm adopted. Interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. you didn't know born that? in Texas. You didn't what know I was born Texas? in Texas. Amarillo. I didn't know that. I only yeah. know Dallas. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. There last week, but yeah, yeah. So Amarillo is in the Panhandle. So it's in the Bible Belt, I believe. Um, so yeah, it would have been a very interesting, uh, life that I would have lived there, but, uh, yeah, I was given up for adoption at five weeks old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, Niagara was, uh, was always my hometown. So you transitioned from Texas, you relocated as a baby. You yeah. adopted here. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, man. So my, uh, my parents that, uh, that raised me. So th- those are my parents, uh, my birth parents, you know, my, my birth mom gave birth to me, but that's my birth mom. That's not, it's not my mom, but, For sure. um, my parents that, uh, that raised me, they, uh, they took a chance. Actually, it's funny. They, they drove 30 hours down to Texas Wow. On a whim, hoping that they would be able wow. to adopt me, which uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy choice in my mind. I mean, for them, driving just, home with a newborn, <laughs> yeah, bro. They, my older brother is only two years older than me. Would, did he come for the trip? Yeah, man. No, yeah, I yeah. would be like, it's nuts, man. Yeah. <sighs> Not that I remember, but <laughs> SUV car. I wonder what that oh, little trip tiny car, been. man. Oh little little, t- little tiny Saturn, man. That I <laughs> that's the that's the car that I I learned how to drive in when I was like eight. My dad wow. took it off the road. <laughs> While you were eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad took it off the road. We had five acres, so then we would just boot it around the property, man. That's wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned how to drive standard when I was eight years old. Wow. Yeah. So you got you're always safe driving with uh, with Josh. That's like. That's like a anti theft machine of of now. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. It's an anti millennial theft uh, <laughs> theft device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but, now uh, they're looking at banning gas vehicles, like the production of of gas vehicles by twenty thirty five. Bro, did you see the post the other day about how? So I think it was a Chevy Volt okay. needed a battery replacement. How much do you think that is? And we're talking a Volt, okay? Let's let's look this up. Let's look up what the actual cost. I know what a, a spark is. Do no, they look like sparks Chevy, or what Chevy do they look Volt. like? Price, okay. So like twenty Chevy, grand. Chevy Volt, thirty-five thousand. Oh my god! Um, twenty twenty-two. No more than guys. 35. Like, just give me, just give me the freaking price here. Like, uh, price. Okay, miles per gallon. No, I just want the price. So, starting MSRP for twenty twenty-two, thirty-one thousand five hundred. Okay. So I, I'm a, that doesn't even How make much? sense though. 31,500 because literally okay. someone got a quote or not a quote, like a, a, a freaking like little it was probably aftermarket invoice. though. No, but it was an invoice for, for a, a battery replacement. It was 30,000. Was it an aftermarket battery though? Like it could have been the no, maybe. Oh bro, it was from brand? his mechanic. 
Or for yeah, with thir- the work, maybe thirty thousand. Like, but thirty thousand. The car costs you thirty one thousand five hundred. Just go get a new did car. They pay it. I don't know. <laughs> I hope they didn't pay. It. I, I would have been like, I'm gonna test. I would lose at that my point. mind. Thirty one thousand. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go all in at that point? Yeah, thirty one thousand five hundred. You, you literally spend another week, two week paycheck, uh, for an average so person. Did you know that some of these electric cars, when they first came out, like hundred and twenty kilometer range? Where are you driving hundred and twenty kilometers? Dude, I do that before noon. That's what I'm saying. Like you'd have to be in the city. And then, yeah, like, where city, are the charging driving's stations? Even, city driving is even worse, though. I, well, well is, it, is it not city? electric? Well, before, before when, like, this would have been, like, 2012, when they yeah, were yeah, making yeah. them, I don't think many condo buildings had the electric chargers in no, them anyway. So where not. were you charging your car? You I had know, to McDonald's, leave. Like, McDonald's doesn't even have them. It's, like, the 407, like, the... Oh, yeah, they the, had the, the... The ride program thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The ride, yeah, yeah, kiss and ride. Parking lots with chargers, oh, but man. even there, like in the city, like you can drive a ve- like my employee had one and he couldn't take it to shoots. Yeah, yeah, get that's crazy. Um, what do you think of the whole gasoline thing? Are you gonna go electric at any point? Are you gonna stay gasoline? I, I don't know if I would ever go full electric. Okay, I, I would always like to, especially okay. This is what we got to factor in. I'm surprised, all right? dude. We live in southern Ontario. Okay, okay. There's uh, I've heard some horror stories of like electric cars just not starting during the winter. Right. Where it's just like, I mean, okay, listen, if you if you're fully set up, you got a, you know, a a garage with heat and all that kind of stuff. Not a big problem. But like if your electric car has to stay outside at any point. Right. And you're like, let's say you go out to a friend's place. Right. Mm -hmm. You're getting drunk at your friend's place and your car. They don't have a spot in their garage. You got to leave your car outside. Massive snowstorm. Car won't start the next day. It's negative 20. What are you going to do? Right, like if you're that, driving a Tesla. I'd hope you're a business owner. It doesn't really matter if you have to leave. That's the way that I look at things, at least. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But at the same time, like you, you want to, like you want to at least have the option, right? Got to get towed, I, mean? I guess. Yeah, but like that's where it's just like just get a freaking hybrid. Yeah. Then at least like okay, we're switching to the fucking gas. Like let's go. Is that how it works? Like is it just like a <laughs> well, it's not a switch, but like it'll, but like if the electric's just, not working, yeah, it'll, it it'll switch up. over, right? I think I don't, I don't know, man. So have you seen I'm so the new lost Genesis? Cars. No. Jeez, I was on a flight and like I, I was sold on Tesla. Like I have a yeah. pre-ordered Cybertruck. I love the Cybertruck. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be perfect for our business model. The G60, I think, by Genesis. It looks like a Porsche SUV. I gotta show you this. Yeah, show me. But like I'm just letting you know right now, like if we're gonna go on a tangent about cars, I know nothing. I'm, I don't know much about I cars either. I, I'm a big fan of electric cars a little yeah, bit. Yeah. My best friend, my best friend, man, he's he's obsessed with cars. Like I'm telling you, like his family. Like, they are just, like, the car family. Well, they're a Dodge family, but they are, like, a car They have a family. They have, like, a, a crazy car, I think you were telling me. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got, uh, they've got, they've got a couple, they've got a couple other ones uh, that aren't, uh, aren't necessarily Dodge, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're nice. But, uh, yeah, man. So, that's like, a- this thing here, have you seen, like, the Porsches? We'll pop up a picture. Okay. Let me, yeah, get, a, yeah, let me yeah. get a photo of it from the back, like. So the headlights Ooh. from behind, like it looks like a Porsche. And the speed of these things, they're much faster than Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those the are called those are called rear lights, Cam. The rear lights. Yeah, the, the what, headlights what from them? behind. The backlights. The headlights from the behind. headlights from behind. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's what you said, bro. That, my I, my my mind travels faster. It's okay. Than my it's mouth. okay. It's okay, man. Don't worry. I'm right there. With I guess you. my mouth travels faster than my mind. Yeah, something like that. Right it's okay, man. Don't Plus, worry. We got waves going on. So yeah, yeah, we're waving. Um, but yeah, so back to the business story. So promo company as a. I've always wondered. So a club promoter. Yeah. What do you get? How do you get paid? There, there's different ways. Okay. So um, you negotiate it though, right? Where so you you're can, negotiating. This yeah, 100%, okay. man. 
And that's the thing. Like at first you kind of get raked over the coals, but as your as your audience Any grows, business. right? As your audience grows and as your popularity grows and your ability to actually prove I can bring out 300 people on any given night, then it turns into okay, who's going to pay me the most, right? Or who's going to align with my brand the best, right? And also like Am I going to go promote at a country club when I freaking hate country music? The answer is yes, actually, I did. But I I didn't love it. And that's where it's just like it never became a massive part of my business model, right? It was, you know, I'm, I'm promoting the the hip-hop nights and all that kind of stuff. And I would do a little bit more of, um, you know, I would do I would do some, you know, EDM and all that kind of stuff because I, I was kind of into it back then. Um, and Waterloo, man, they they would pull some big names for EDM. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there was, there were some big names that came through. And even when I worked security and stuff too, like I did personal security for Dylan Francis when he really? came through. Yeah, man. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I got a, I got a crazy story from that there was like there was a girl that like tell me tell me oh man okay well yeah it's not like dylan's ever gonna hear this but (laughs) there was a girl that literally like arrested on the couch what yeah like like flat out like there was no heartbeat nothing and like, oh yeah 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 and like me yeah what yeah yeah, yeah. were they so, performing still no 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 no, no. Okay. bro he was just there as like a guest like to, okay. to come after party oh yeah but we were his personal security at the okay. after party okay and so it was me and like three of my boys were his personal security and like two of us we see this girl like just kind of slumped and we're like yo what what the fuck so we go and like we take her off the couch and like we're we're helping her out whatever and then literally you just see dylan like getting escorted out and he's like i can't be attached to this shit <laughs> and he's like i'm out so that really? he, yeah man well that's the thing it's his public image right yeah, so he's yeah, just yeah. like peace like i don't need this popping yeah up man so so that happened uh that was back man yeah 2023 no 20, Sorry, 20 2012 probably probably yeah i would have been 2012 that was when i was still working security so right before i got into promoting so let me ask you how much money can you make on a promoting business oh, what was your craziest man. night craziest night <laughs> is that is that how it works in that case? well okay oh yeah i didn't even get into like how you can make money but I'll, I'll get into that after but yeah like in a night i mean as the owner like there were there was some nights where i'd pull in like four or five six k like in one night yeah like, how one much night. work so is that like that in the morning you start promoting or when do you start promoting well no like you're promoting you're promoting some of these things like weeks out because you'd also and that's the thing too where i would also go and i would go to a club owner and i would say okay listen i know your max cap is 300 people you know that i can fill that so give me a night what is what is the base that you want off of? So let's say we're going to do a $15 ticket price, right? I'm going to bring in 300 people. How much of that do you want? Right. And then they say a number and I say, no, it's too high. Right. So they say, okay, I want to have, I want to have six. Well, I mean, I got to pay other people too, right? It's not just me. I'm getting paid, but then I also got to pay my promoters that are selling these tickets and I got to, I got to make them motivated to actually sell these things. Right. So then it's, you know, back and forth, whatever. And then you can also go the route of, okay, I also want a percentage of the bar. Right. Ooh. Ooh, it's not bad. Right. Where it's OK. Listen, yeah, you keep a bunch of money on the tickets, but I'm going to take a percentage of the bar. Right. Keep me motivated to get as many so people. It's just through like wild, wild west negotiation. Yeah, man. Sort of yeah, thing? You put together different deals for every single night. Right. And it's but then you also get things called weeklies where there would be literally. So there was a fire. What was it? Firehouse. No, Fire Hall. Oh my gosh, man. Yo, Fire Hall was my Fire Hall was one of my first spots that I kind of got a got a shot at where as a weekly. Um and we had like Z1035. So yeah, Z1035 would come out. Jimmy T. Jimmy T was my boy, man. You used to shout me out on the radio and stuff. It was good times, (laughs) man. Forget I would chill with them all the time up at the DJ booth. We had a great time, but like it would literally be we'd have Jimmy T and Z1035 out. Um, and like that was my weekly event though. So it was literally every single Thursday, you know, like you're coming out to party with Perry and friggin' everyone from hybrid promo at the fire hall every Thursday, period. Wow. And then I would go and I would get, 
Yeah, percentages based off of, you know, what happened. What made you stop? Uh, well, that's the thing, man. You get to a certain age and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting paid to drink six days a week. Like at first it's, at first it's, oh my God, I'm getting paid to drink six days a week. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm getting paid to drink six days a week. I need yeah. to stop. Right. And it's just like, it got to that point where it was just like, I had done it for so long. Cause it wasn't even like, I did it almost a year of doing that without getting paid for it. I just went out and had fun, wow. live my life. And, but that's how I got into the business. And then it turned into, you know, a business and then it turned into, oh my gosh, man, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. Where that's the thing is like, I, I did it a little bit different than a lot of promoters where a lot of promoters, they won't go out and like party with people. But me, it's just like, it was literally all my friends. Cause all these people looked at me and were like, yeah, we're friends. Like they were all people that wanted to come party with me. So you I'm like, fuck it, let's party. A personal brand without. Yeah. A little bit. Right. A so little there was bit. no Instagram, no nothing. No, there was Instagram, but, or no. It, yeah. I think Instagram was around, but we didn't really use it for that. Um, it was most like a private Snapchat story that you were, you'd hype it up on. Bro, what was private back then? I guess it was yeah, like, private. It, like it your was, main Snapchat yeah. would be every day. I guess this is your job. Pizzy like Montana, bro. Yeah, man. Wow. Pizzy Montana, bro. Is that what, what you would call yourself then? That's still my Snapchat. I know that's what it is now, but <laughs> no, that's my Snapchat back then, dude. Yeah, no, that's what it, that's what it was. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't have like a specific hybrid promo one or anything like that, but that's, this is where like it was. Um, it's not that promoting was new, but it was like using social media and that kind of stuff mm. for that avenue was kind of new. I remember I went to I went to college in 2016, 2017 and Facebook groups were getting big then and promoting in Facebook yeah. groups like girls with a lot of followers yeah. were the promoters. Yeah. There was nobody else. So I guess you that's kind of what you did before social yeah, media. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but that's the, but that's the thing too is like I found the people that had the the in real life followers, yeah. right? Where I would, <laughs> I would pick out the people where when I'm at the bar, I notice who's getting the most drink spot for them. I notice the person who like. So there they, was a strategy behind all 100%, this. 100%. 100%, right? Because you got to look at, you're seeing, okay, so there's this girl. She's at the bar and like you notice she gets taken to the bar. She gets a couple drinks brought for her by this guy. Then she's not interested. So she walks away and like goes off and does her thing. Then two seconds later, there's another guy there. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's go to the bar. And then she gets drinks from that guy. It's just like, hold up. If that one person can bring in literally 20 drinks bought for them by random people, uh, that's a value add for the bar, right? And that's think of it, so crazy. And think of it as now they're posting to their Facebook. I will be at this bar tonight where every single one of those dudes probably ended up. I got to add you on Facebook, right? Or they got yep. them on BBM and they're posting to yep. their BBM status. Right. I'm going to this bar tonight. All of these dudes have. Right. And then it's OK. Well, I got to go to that bar tonight. I got to buy her more. Right. And it's just like it's kind of it's a, a little so bit was, sad at times, but whatever. I don't care. I was always curious. So like when I would go to the bars, there would be a photographer just taking random yeah, yeah. photography and then it would be like on their Facebook page and it would tag us. Yeah. 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 Who would pay for that? Usually the club. The club. Is yeah, just yeah, not, yeah. That's not a promo like upsell. Well, I'll you, get a photographer in here. Well, so. So, I mean. It kind of turned into that later, but when I was first starting out, it was just, you know, pretty much every club kind of had their photographer, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then I got, I went to the route of like, I started doing, cause like I had dropped out of university. I, I lived with um, one other person that had dropped out and that, or no, one other person that had dropped out, one other person that wasn't um, just in school at all. It was just like a random roommate. And then I had three roommates that were in school. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, we kind of just like, 
partied at our house and stuff too and we, we would throw bangers man and yeah. then we would have like photographers that would come out for that stuff really oh yeah man yeah i'll show you some photos later but we would uh we would do the the pre-drinks and okay. we would throw so we would throw pre-drink keggers and then wow. i would, so then i was making money before the bar at the bar and then sometimes i would throw like after hours keggers too right where it's just like okay we're keeping these three kegs for after the bar these three are before right and it's just like okay and that's the so the beauty of it was we would literally do you know let's say 7 till 10 p.m we knew bylaw can't do shit so 7 till 10 we can be as loud as we want neighbors can't say shit really freaking we can just have some fun i know i was i was i was a horrible person back then i didn't care it was bad but whatever, I was making my money and it was just how we did business. And we lived in the student ghetto. So it's like all of our, all of our neighbors wanted to party and stuff mm-hmm. too. So it wasn't horrible. It's all student houses. Yeah, man. So Any Project X nights? Yeah. Like what stories oh. can you tell? Because McMaster was like pretty good at shutting down parties. Oh, I remember man. this one time a car was rolled over. Yeah. Imagine like you coming home from a party and your car is just yeah. rolled over in your driveway. Yeah, man. Like, oh. What's okay. happening over at Laurier? No. So funnily enough, like there, <laughs> it's funny that you even mentioned Project X because that's actually kind of how I always describe this. Man. I'm like, yeah, I threw a Project X party that, no. that literally sent me home. <laughs> like I literally. I sent you back to Niagara. Yeah, man. Oh, I called my mom God. the next day. I was like, mom, I need to leave this city. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. I swear. But um, yeah, I basically, um, me and a few of my friends, uh, my one buddy's parents were, uh, were out of town. So we took it upon ourselves for New Year's. So we took it upon ourselves to uh, to throw a banger. Okay. And uh, they live kind of out in eh, kind of the country, but like literally the first street outside of like the the city of Waterloo, okay. right? So it's just like you got main streets and all this stuff, and then boom, they got like three or four acres. First house though, so it was like easy to tell people where to go. So. We uh, we invited like a hundred friends, mm-hmm. right? Thinking whatever, a hundred people, that's fine. It's a big house, it'll be great. Like it's a ranch style bungalow, big house, big yard, like whatever. And then um, I literally left that night at like I think like nine p.m. to go pick some people up, and I was gone for about an hour. And then as I'm driving back, there was like just a procession of cabs in the driveway, and I'm talking like sixty. Like cabs, bro. The whole driveway had like Turning a roundabout on, on it. Yeah, dude. And it was just like, what have I done? Yeah. And like, it got to a point where there was like nine hundred people there at a point. What happened? Anything? Anybody try stealing? Or oh, anything dude, yet? there was like forty thousand dollars worth of damage. Forget. Yeah, man. So we, but we, we literally made like I want to say. So we were selling at this party. It wasn't just a party. Oh yeah. Well, no. It was. It was. So it was. It was basically you pay an entrance fee. Like we basically ran it like a club. <laughs> right. So it was, it was pay an entrance fee and then you got to pay for um, do like freaking three dollar beers, three dollar shots, three dollar mixed drinks. OK, but it was cheap alcohol. Right. So we're getting 60s for like we had hookups. So we would get like 60s <laughs> for like 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. 40 bucks. And it was just like you're charging three dollars an ounce. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're basically doubling, tripling your money on those. Right. And and then we were charging like. So I, at the beginning, it was supposed to literally just be $20 for dudes, $10 for girls, right? And then it got to a point where we had so many people showing up. We're like, fuck it. $50 for dudes, $70 for dudes. Friggin'. So yeah, fuck it. Same for girls, bro. Like, And we just started raking people over the coals. But everyone wanted to be there, yeah. right? Where every other club was sold out. Like, we were the only spot that was still accepting people. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, yeah, a lot of damage down. to the house. Um, there was Who some expense. You guys oh yeah yeah man like 
Yeah, was there like was, hard conversations with their parents. Oh, but, uh, bro, I literally, I, so I literally, I called my mom saying to come pick me up, but um, but then I realized, you know what, like there's a lot of cleanup from this. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, so I literally stayed with this guy for like a week after his parents like came back and like we helped like rip up the flooring in the basement like put down wow. oh yeah it was nuts man trying to cut down the cost of what it was going to actually you be you have for- any video or photo or anything that you no can no and i like i i pushed those memories <laughs> yeah, far just, behind me. no but uh yeah man so so that that, that was, was kind of what sent me back to niagara so i mean it's a blessing and a curse right it was it was a crazy night and it was a friggin' it was a shit show but it brought me back to Niagara and it brought me here. And you know what? Like I'm, I'm forever grateful for, you know, being able to, to come back to, to this city and, you know, kind of um, find my way. Right. Mm-hmm. And find my way into, you know, a, a more legitimate way of like using my marketing skills and all that kind of stuff too. Um, but I mean, that was all great practice. Like, you know, just the, just the ability to say that I threw a party that had 900 people show up. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not a bad thing to say. I remember grade, like grade 12, probably yeah. just after high school. Um, we threw a little party at my friend's house. Yeah. Awesome weekend. Parents were away in Mexico or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of fun. A week later, we decided to have the same thing, but we told our friends like, invite your friends. We want a little couple more people here. Literally like 200 people show up. Yeah, man. Parking on the grass. And we're like, this isn't our lawn. Like what's happening? Next thing you know, like people are smashing maple syrup on the pool table in the basement. Oh my God. People are ripping. He had a, um, overhead projector hanging and spinning on it. Like spinning on it. And like pool tables, just the snapping the sticks, like oh. maple syrup everywhere. Cause he made his own maple what a, syrup. What a, so was, what a Canadian party. It was $20 a jar and he's just <laughs> smashing them on the table. All the alcohol just smashing it over by the oh, bar area. No. I remember watching these kids like carrying the TV out the front door. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? This is what our party. The and they're like, no, fuck. we were just, the. Uh. Oh man. Needless yeah. to say, I'd like, I can't go back there anymore. Can you eat maple syrup anymore? I can eat maple syrup. Yeah, you, you, okay. but yeah, yeah. It doesn't give you flashbacks, though. It does give us yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. We can't talk about that. I got. I remember posting a photo after with like six bad garbage bags. We thought we were sick after the party, but like our friends' parents did not like. Yeah, us. yeah, 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 yeah. So you, we are back in Niagara now. Yes. What do you do after school? Uh, yeah. So I came back from school, um, moved back in with my parents, and it was uh, it was a rough go for a while, man. It was just. You know, trying to find my way, trying to find, you know, somewhere that I fit in that, you know, I could use my skill set. But also, again, I hate school. I did not want to go back to school, man. I wanted to just. So then I kind of I found the fitness industry, though. Yeah. Right. And well, actually, I I went root. I was in roofing at the time. And then literally um, I went and I applied online for this uh, for this position at uh, at L.A. Fitness. And then I literally walked into. walked into the uh the pre-sale office and there's andrew perry sitting there and uh yeah man brought in my resume and like literally what sold him was my promotional ability really like my promotional company experience he's like oh this is sick right that's amazing i used to be a a rock star man (laughs) (laughs) of course you can yeah look at this video man (laughs) oh gosh uh so that literally instant bond right there oh man the laugh was probably bouncing throughout the gym oh but well no it was a pre-sale office it was literally bro it was like it was a freaking i don't know like 25 before like the office yeah so you have like a little cubicle office tiny little thing it's like 25 feet by 15 feet bro like tiny little room and you got four of you in there making calls all day nuts yeah great time great time um and then uh yeah so i walked in and then literally like that's the thing i guess like with la fitness you're supposed to have like basically three different interviews 
But uh, yeah, he goes and he's just like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm calling my VP right you're now. Sold. He's like, yeah, you're you're getting fucking hired. And he goes and he uh, he calls me. He's just like. He's a, and then the VP loved me, and then he's just like, okay, well, we gotta we gotta put through uh, Mike Rickert, the, uh, the the president of uh, of well Canada, and uh, and then he goes and he's just like, well, yeah, let me take a look, let me get give me a feel, and then literally like I get a call later that night, okay, you're good. I'm like, yes, thank God, no more roofing. Just one day. Yeah, one day. You go in at what time? And I don't know, like twelve job? and like eight p.m. Wow. Yeah, like it was pretty. It was pretty sick. Um, and twelve then, hour roofing days are not fun. Oh like, yeah, oh, like dude, dying, dude. And I was a laborer too, so like it wasn't even like I was a roofer. Like Is that up and down the ladder, up and down the ladder, Holy. friggin' clearing out all the garbage, friggin' getting down on your hands and knees at the end of the day to friggin' clean out the garden and shit, like all the little shingles that go off the tarps. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, I didn't bro, think of that it stuff. was brutal. Interesting. I hated my life, and we yeah. were going into the winter, so it was just like perfect timing to get out because this the crew i was on they worked through the well not you guys work in the winter not not all through the winter but they would do certain jobs and yeah man it was like no 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 i gotta i gotta figure something else i'm not down with this shit so yeah i uh i luckily got uh got hired on and then uh yeah i worked in the fitness industry for a little bit and then um kind of i that's the thing though so Within the fitness industry and like nothing against it, but I mean, there's sales tactics that they use and stuff. I, I, I hate being a pushy salesperson yeah. in the sense where it's just like you're pushing something on someone where it's like, yes, they, did they express they want to lose weight? Absolutely. But you're pushing your product on them so heavily where it's just like, is it really their decision anymore? Where you're just like, you're basically just, you know, you're maneuvering through sales and basically saying, yeah, you're you're basically a bitch if you don't sign up right you're now. You're taking advantage of their Right. And it's just like, I, I get I get what they're doing. And yes, I mean, do some of them end up happy? A hundred percent. But you know what's crazy? I think our utilization of membership at the at every gym I was at was something like 30%. That's what I was going to ask. Right? How many people actually come out? So you got 70% of people that are using their membership less than six times in a year, right? Six times. Right. So that's where so it's just- 40 bucks a bro, month. That, that's once every two months. 45 bucks right? a month Right. So you're paying $90 for every visit that you do. Wow. Right. And that's where it just becomes guys. Like, I don't really want to push that on people. And then like, there was just, a, yeah, there was tactics. And that's the thing. Like I, I, I love sales and I love helping people, but that's why I love real estate so much is it's not a pushy thing. You can, you can push people towards their goals, but it's, you're literally helping people achieve financial freedom. You're helping people buy, you know, their first house. You're helping people sell their house so that mm-hmm. they can, you know, they can go live in retirement early because you got them an extra 30,000 and that's all they needed to be able to retire. Like things like that, that makes me tick. Yeah. Not sure. fucking, oh wow, guys, I just did fucking a hundred memberships this month. It's like, yeah, but how many of those did you literally like add things on that like people didn't even know you were adding on to the membership, but you did it in a, you did it in a way because you're going to make like an extra oil tw- changing place. Basically. That's it, man. You're making like an extra $25 on the sale. It's pure sales. That's it, man. And like, I, fuck, am I good at sales? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm good at sales, but like, I don't want to be good yeah. at that type of sales. I want to help. Are people. you going home with like an empty yeah, clear conscience, car, man. Yeah, yeah clear, clear conscience. conscience. Right. I, no, I, I found, I would go home and like, I, I like, I, I did not like who I was at the end of the day. So you did that for a job for a bit and then you did a couple of more side jobs and got into real estate sort of thing? Yeah. So I did that for a little bit. Um, and then literally like um, I left that and then, uh, yeah, I started working in just, so then I kind of, I went into the idea of like, okay, I'm going to get into um, just, I went into a random field, um, just literally doing like communication uh, services, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then I went into um, literally like, 
I was in a call center for a while too. And I just did that because it was like, it was easy. It was chill. But I did that while I was in school for real estate where, dude, I was making peanuts mm-hmm. like for, for, you know, less what, than LA. Yeah. 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 But it was like, it was, it was a job where I didn't leave having to think about it. Mm-hmm. I left my work at work, mm-hmm. right? Where then I could go home and Focus I could go into school something. mode, right? And that's what got me through. Because yeah. if I was in, like the first time that I started in real estate, like the schooling, I was in sales still. And it was, oh, it was brutal. My mind was always in other places and I couldn't focus, right? Especially being ADHD where it's just like, it's so easy for my attention to go, right? And it was just like, being able to go and I leave work and it's like, that's not going to be what distracts me. Right. I love that aspect of it. So it was very good for me. Um, I didn't really get to save all that much money while I was working there, but that's okay because it got me to my goal. And like, that's all that really mattered to me. It wasn't about, you know, creating a massive savings or anything like that. Cause I could have stayed in a sales job, but I would have literally like hated my life. And I would have hated the fact that I was literally trying to force myself into getting through all that kind of stuff. And like, it would, it just wouldn't have been fun. Right. Yeah. So now you're hopping into real estate now. Yeah. Is it what you expected? First three months. First three months in real estate. Oh man. Um, no, not really. We're let down, not let down. It was, it was a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, I, I came in and it was just kind of like, you're kind of just, not, yeah, well, yes, thrown into the deep end where it's just like, you know, you you learn all this stuff in school. But this is where this this is one thing that I will always I always talk very, very highly about Revel Ed. Um, if you were someone that was, you know, starting in real estate and you wanted to, you know, you didn't feel like you learned enough in school. Mm-hmm. Revel Ed was really what brought me to like the level that I was at so early on in my career, because I, I literally I started going to these classes with uh, with Emily Berry speaking and like John Kane and all that kind of stuff. Top producers, right? Top producers, boat. but I did that before I even finished school mm. because I had already signed on with Revel. So then I basically finished a whole half a year of Revel Ed, which is like their program for first year realtors. I did that in my first six months, right? I did that before I was even gonna be like a licensed realtor, but then I had six months of knowledge that other people get in their first six months in the industry, mm-hmm. right? So I started with that level of knowledge. So like I did my first sale in 30 days, right? Wow. Which was like, that was, that was a major confidence boost too. And I also went all in. Like a lot of people, they start and they're just like, yeah, I'm keeping my part-time job. I'm doing this. I was like, fuck that. Here's my two weeks. You I'm quit. out. Yeah, as soon as I got my license in the mail, I'm like, yo, peace, right? And I literally just went full time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't look back. And that was where it was just like sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Burn burn the lifeboats. You haven't sunk yet. <laughs> burn the lifeboats, right? And it was just like, we're, we're going in, man. Mm-hmm. And it like, it was it was scary at times. And there was, there was definitely some, you know, some moments where it was just like, oh, man, you know, there was some loans taken and, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's it's fine now and like life's good, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of work to get to that. So point. what do you, what would you tell somebody who's in their first couple of months in real estate and they just need that push through to get their first deal? What are you telling them to get through it? Not to quit. They have their license now. Ooh. Um, I mean, one thing I, one thing I always say is give yourself a reality check, be your best friend where if people around you aren't really, saying, let me look at your business model. Let me look at um, how you're spending your time. Are you blocking your time properly? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Be your own best friend and do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Literally look at your previous week. And if you look at your previous week's calendar, 
And if you don't have everything kind of time blocked and like you're able to account for what you spent your time on and even and like even start journal or start writing down where your time's going, like moving forward, start writing down where your time's going. And if you're spending like even an hour, two hours a day, like on things like Netflix or, you know, surfing the web, sh- like shopping and stuff like that, but you still haven't made a sale. Re realign your values, Re-evaluate. right? Like yeah. really reevaluate because like, for the first little bit of me starting in real estate, my friends didn't see me. Mm-hmm. My friend, a lot of the time, my That's friends, business. right? And a lot of the times, my friends still don't see me. Mm-hmm. They will now, but like not, not in the way that they would have seen me before. Drinking, right? Yeah. Well, him. okay. Listen, listen. I mean, there are nights where we have some fun, but again, it's priority checks, right? Where it's just like I have a full day tomorrow. I'm shutting it down at eleven tonight, regardless. Right. Where I'll still go see my friends, but it's like, guys, I got to be up at six tomorrow. I'm going home. Right. So I know you realtors like to party. You like to have fun. What do you um, mean you realtors? Realtors You're just going to block us I'm, all in I'm, like that? Oh, it's a majority of so realtors. That's a, that's a you so people statement. Realtor, wow. you you people in your business model. Um, yeah. you, you guys like to you guys like to celebrate. You guys like to have your parties. Yes. What has been the most fun celebration so far? And what what was like the wow? Ah, this is my industry moment. Oh man. Um so I mean the biggest celebration. Um man, that's a tough one. I would probably say Okay, but it wasn't even like those are my moments where I'm like, wow, like this is what I want to do. I just finished a massive party event yeah, and I'm yeah. like, wow, this is what I got in this business for. Yeah, okay, okay. So I mean like the culmination of like um you know like event that really made me say this is what i want to do this is like i love this was literally um so evan and jesse mcdonald through it's funnily enough it's where i met eric cleary uh for the first time but it Mm -hmm. was literally um they threw an agent open house um at one of their you know three million dollar listings in st Catharines, um and i i got fortunate enough to get invited out to it and i went out to this thing i met like I met the biggest, the biggest players in the real estate industry. Well, in Niagara, especially, um, but even some of like Rob Golfie was there. Rob, Rob's mm. one of the biggest agents in you know Canada, you right? Let alone right the now? world. I know, <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I, I'm pretty sure he has that trademark here. So I don't know how the trademark, like how how the trade. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Happen. Right? I don't think. Sorry, so either, Rob. But. Let us know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you know what we're talking about. Um, let us know. We'll, we'll put it we'll put it in there but uh yeah so basically for me i also look at it as um that night i just i met a lot of people but it was just like it was such a fun night where i got to be in the presence of you know some really big players but it was it was where you're kind of treated like an equal because we're all agents so if you've tuned into the podcast via the video i'm so sorry the videos did fall out but the audio is awesome you can listen to this on spotify so if you're listening to this on spotify thank you so much like favorite this save this where are you listening to this let us know on instagram but back to josh tell me your stories back to what we were saying what was like your craziest story of all time i guess you would say craziest real estate like story moments, of all time or like just what, overall what we, we got to kind of end up the show oh, we're getting to that an hour point <sighs> so like drop them some sort of crazy story like what has been a life-changing moment where you're like you were showed am i gonna cheat and steal or am i going to power through this and make something happen oh man um you know what okay you know what yeah yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk about this um one thing that uh, that everyone talks about in real estate is 
don't count your commission checks until they fucking clear. At Matt Campoli. <laughs> At Matt Campoli, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, my dumbass uh, decided to uh, start counting them. Oh, and no. uh, yeah, I, I had uh, I had this client that I did. I did like six deals with in my first year. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, shit went uh, shit went sideways with the market. Um, and we had a bunch of upcoming closings. Like I'm talking like four or five. Okay. Closed on the first one. Okay. Good. 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 And then closed on the next one. Okay. Good. Good. And then, Josh, we're not gonna be able to close. The fuck you talking about? You're not gonna be able to close. Where do you, you hear that from? Uh, from them. And uh, and then next thing you know, it uh, it happens. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to close on the other one either. Okay. What do you mean? And it's just like, well, the market took a shift. And it's like, okay, but you bought this one five months ago. Okay. Like, the market went up another 20% since then. And then, yes, it shifted, but it hasn't fucking shat like 20%. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Right? And that's the thing. It appraised. So, it appraised at that value back then and went up 20%. And it hasn't dropped 20%. So, mm-hmm. you you need to figure this out. Right? But um, moral of the story, I ended up uh, losing about 42000 in commission. What? Um, yeah, so that, it was rough. That's not man. a lot for a newer agent. Not, not. I wouldn't say a new agent, but like a newer agent, like yeah, forty-two was, grand for somebody ten years in the business. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was tough, man. And you know, it's like that. It, it's it. And for me, it was, it was just a total disregard of the client for what they're doing to other people, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like I, I completely understand. That, you know, it's it's a massive thing for you to still close on these and, and have to deal with your your, you know, your reality. But now you're you're fucking up my reality. You're fucking mm-hmm. up the reality of the sellers that you bought off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like that was an eye opening experience that, you know, you're in this game and this industry to and you have to look out for you. Right. Where even though we all we all want to work together and all this kind of stuff, like and we do work on the behalf of the clients, you still need to to look out for yourself in the sense that, um, you know, you you need to really just be diligent in making sure that things are going to appraise. Right. You're not allowing your clients to overpay. Right. Because let's say then, oh, it's not going to appraise. And they're like, OK, well, I can't close. And then it's like, but Josh told me to buy it at this price, right? And then it, not to say that they would have grounds to come at you in court, but then you might not have grounds to go after. I, I don't know the legal ins and outs of that. Again, mm-hmm. this is what we hire lawyers for. But, um, you know, th- those are just little things where it's just like, don't count your commission checks until they actually fucking hit the bank, um, until the deal closes. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's a, it left a very, very sour taste in my mouth. Um, I, I decided not to, uh, to go after the client in court, uh, even though I had every right to, but, um, yeah, well, (laughs) well, thank you. But it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know what? Um, I, I know that the reason they did it is just, they, 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 they had their reasons and, you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna put them in more pain. For sure. Um, and it's, yeah, it sucks though. Rip that bandaid off and get past it basically. It sucks, man. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, I, I had a pretty, pretty big, uh, 30th birthday party. You know, some of those checks would have been nice, but you know, it's, it is what it is, but you just replace them with other ones. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was amazing chatting. We're definitely gonna have you on again. Absolutely. Um, we'll definitely talk some more social media stuff. What do you guys want to hear from Josh? Let us know in the comment section below. Josh, what do you want to talk about next time? We're on the story and where are we going to, where are we going to shoot it next time? 
I don't know, man. We will uh, we will figure that out. But uh, yeah, I mean, next one, yeah, we'll come in. We'll talk some. We'll talk some social media strategies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, if we give it a little bit of time, then uh, we can even uh, you know we can talk about. Uh, yeah, I think I'm at about like 1,400 followers right now. We'll see what I can get up to before the next time I uh, I come on here on Instagram. See uh, see how many followers I can get up to, and we'll uh, we'll talk about the growth strategies that I use to get there for sure. So big shout out to Mansion House. Shout them out again. Where can we find them? Yeah, Mansion House just off of St. Paul Street on James Street. Uh, AJ, the manager of this place, he's the fucking man. Um, and uh, yeah, all the all the service here absolutely top notch. Food fucking incredible. Um, yeah, come through, get a steak, get a, even the burger, man. The burger's like twenty bucks, like. You know, some people go to McDonald's and they spend 15. Like you come here, you get a burger and it's a triple A mm-hmm. beef burger, bomb, nice fries, really good, Make really good food. Josh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, bro, it's open till 10. Just saying. Might have to go, but yeah, kitchen's open till 10, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, thank you to everyone at Mansion House for letting us set up here. It was a fucking blast. So. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, guys. Thanks for watching this podcast. Thanks for wherever you're listening to this, guys. If you guys want to tune into any more, they're going to be premiered every Monday on Spotify. Thank you so much for watching this. It's been Cam. Thanks for listening to the Hustle Fun Project, and we'll see you guys later.